the Tech Night Owl Live, the show for PC users who can handle the truth. And now, here's your host, Gene Steinberg. This week on the Tech Night Owl Live, we'll honor or at least observe the 15th anniversary of iTunes. How has experience treated that app with Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy? We'll also hear from Nancy Gravely, and we'll do some instructional stuff for people having problems with some of their tech gear. All this and more on the Tech Night Out Live. We know that Kirk McElhern is the iTunes guy. We also know that iTunes is coming up on 15 years as of the time you hear the show. But that doesn't mean that Kirk McElhern is 15 years old. You know, 1,500 years, maybe, but not 15. <laughs> you're always so nice to me, Gene. I know. You're one of my better friends. So, you know, I always want to insult my friends. Yeah. Well, you know, that's so, how you know who your friends are, right? The people who are not af- afraid to insult you. That's right. Of course, there are people who don't know me who aren't afraid <laughs> to insult me. But that True. is the real problem that I have. True. Seriously speaking here, 15 years of iTunes. Before we go on to anything else, there's a lot to talk about here. iTunes, 15 years old. How did it all begin? Let's kind of do a history. Well, iTunes was, it was based on an app called SoundJam, which Apple bought. It was an app made by a company called Cassidy and Green. And Apple bought the app from Cassidy and Green that didn't buy the company in 2000. And they reworked it and changed the interface and all that in order to then come out with iTunes. And on January 9th, 2001, at the Macworld in San Francisco, Steve Jobs came out and talked about a revolution in music. And here was Apple coming out with iTunes, which a number of interesting things about this. One of them is that it was a revolution in music that Apple was getting on the, the sort of digital music train. They were a little bit late to the party, and, and Steve Jobs admitted it. Um, but another thing that's interesting is that the original iTunes was free. Also, we should point out here that the acquisition of iTunes from Cassidy and Green, which also included bringing the developers such as Jeffrey Robin to Apple, that pretty much put the kibosh on Cassidy and Green as a separate company. It didn't last very much longer. What else did they do? They were the one with the flying toasters, right? No, that was After Dark you're talking about. That was Berkeley Systems, produced After Dark. I still have an After Dark t-shirt. Do you know that? No, I didn't, but... (laughs) He doesn't care what I have. There was another product called Conflict Catcher. Yes. From also Jeffrey Robin from Cassidy and Green. And that was something that worked... Similar to the extensions manager, where your control panels and extensions could be turned on and off using this utility, it would also help you find conflicts. And in those days, this was a big issue for the Mac. You install some kind of add-on, and it enhances the system, but causes all sorts of weird stuff to go on, and this kind of helped you. So I know that particular utility because... In those days, I knew Jeffrey Robin reasonably well. Of course, after he joined Apple, he couldn't talk to anybody because yeah. you know, everything is protected by NDA or something. But at that point in time, we all gave wish lists for Conflict Catcher, even outlandish, wild, wacky ones, and everything he added. He also had a game that he co-wrote called Spaceways 2000, 
And I remember this specifically because one time my son Grayson was having a problem. At that time, Grayson was maybe, ooh, I don't know, 13, 14 years of age. And he was really frustrated having a problem. So I wrote to Jeffrey, and Jeffrey spent over two hours on the phone with Grayson to help him out. That's nice. Yeah, Conflict Catcher, I think we discussed this some months ago when I had reminisced in an article on my website about extension conflicts and all. And, and it was something, the way that Mac OS worked before OS X, this was something that was pretty much essential if you wanted to extend the operating system and, and do things that weren't built into the operating system. Before we started recording the show, you and I were talking about plugins in WordPress, and WordPress is used to run websites, and we both use it. And it's the same kind of thing. You can get conflicts, and, and if things change, they might not work. Conflict Catcher was cool in, in many ways. It could detect conflicts and prevent extensions and control panels from loading, but it also contained a database of known conflicts. So it could go through all the extensions and control panels you had and suggest the right order for them to load because that actually made a difference if a certain extension loaded before another one back in the day. Yes, this is really an issue and was an issue in those days. Now, just as Kirk is mentioning, when you're using a blogging tool like WordPress, to add to the basic features, they have a system of plugins, thousands and thousands of them. And sometimes one plugin conflicts with another or there's a new version of WordPress and that thing stops working. And I ran into that problem just the other day where people tried to post comments on our forums where we have an Ajax utility for editing your comments. So for the first five minutes you post a comment, you can change it. You can edit it. Then, of course, you lose that ability. The problem was this was causing a JavaScript error every time you tried to do this in Firefox and some other browsers, not Safari. So finally, we use a different plugin. So it felt like the old days yeah. of the Mac. And, 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 and troubleshooting this is very difficult. Again, back in the day, it was more a question of loading or not loading. So you'd get a problem with your Mac, and you'd have Conflict Catcher load half of your extensions. And if it worked, then you'd have it load the other half. Let's say it didn't work, so you'd load half of the half, and you'd keep narrowing it down until you figured out what was causing the problem. Because there was no error reporting system that could let you figure out what was causing a problem. It was trial and error, just like WordPress, by the way. You run into a problem where your WordPress blog is not working, and to make matters worse, you're dealing with unknowns out there and unknowables, because... A lot of different configurations of computers and operating systems and browsers. And it's really difficult sometimes to figure out which one of your plugins is causing a mess. And sometimes it's only because something got corrupted in that plugin and you turn it off and turn it on again. You do a couple of, of those activate, deactivate routines and suddenly it works. Or you deactivate everything, and which may stop a lot of the formatting on your blog from working. And suddenly everything is okay, then you've got to add these things back. So switching PHP versions, for example, I ran into a problem like that where a contact form utility was working perfectly until I upgraded PHP and then it stopped and I had to find something else. So yeah, yeah it, gets is, to be, it gets is, to be pretty awkward. This is the price we pay with computing. Unfortunately, it's our lives. that If, if we were to add up all the time that we spent um, with problems, so right now I have an iMac that went out for repair and it came back, and yesterday I was recording my podcast called The Committed, which you can find on my website. I plugged in this microphone that I use every time, and all of a sudden there was a lot of static. And so I had to run through my MacBook. And again, just before the show, we were testing, and the same thing happened. 
So somehow the display panel in the iMac was replaced, and that seems to have done something to maybe one of the USB ports. I don't know. So the time I'm going to spend um, already on a Mac that was out for repair for two weeks, you know, with the holidays, um, I'm going to have to call back Apple. They're going to have to take it back. They're going to have to figure out what's wrong. The amount of time we spend on this stuff, it's just, it's frustrating. It really is. You know, we've talked a lot about cars, and the most recent car I had, I had a weird rattle. Oh, car rattles. Oh, and I wrote a column about this on Tech Night Owl, so people know about this. I like cars to be relatively quiet. I don't mean the sound of machinery, which is fine with me. I don't mean going over... Yeah. I don't mean going over bumps where there is obviously going to be a kind of a crunching sound or a rumbling sound or something. I mean squeaks and rattles. And a lot of the problem, of course, with cars is there's a lot of plastic parts. So when two pieces of plastic rub together, it can cause problems. So sometimes what a dealer will do is they'll fit a piece of foam or something between the plastic parts to get rid of that sound. Sometimes they'll just spray silicone lubricant to smooth things out. I'll get to more of this in a moment. We're talking, though, about... I don't know how we got to cars, but I'll just give you the quick summary. Diagnosing problems as an outgrowth of a former utility for the Mac and 15 years of iTunes. More to come. I'm the Tech Night Out Live. If your Mac has slowed down or isn't performing like it used to, there's a smart alternative to buying a new machine thanks to OWC. With easy do-it-yourself upgrades for every Mac, OWC has what you need to get the most from your computer. From memory and SSDs to ultra-fast external storage, take it from me. You'll discover all the ways you can upgrade your Mac today at MacSales.com. That's MacSales.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids. R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, A Place for Mom. Call a place for mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1 800 704 6182. That's 1 800 704 6182. 
Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. The Genesis Communications Network is one of America's premier broadcasters of captivating talk radio. We thank you for listening. Now, now just imagine there are thousands of people who are just as passionate about radio as you are. But what you may not realize is how easy and affordable it is to advertise with us. Radio commercials for your business could be heard on hundreds of radio stations across the U.S. every day. We can help you by creating an effective radio advertising campaign for your company. From script writing to producing your commercial. Just like the one you're listening to right now. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Are you looking to sell body armor? Want to make extra money selling body armor at your local gun shows? With low minimum buys and great returns, KB Armor is the answer. Make money in your spare time. It's American-made body armor with the quickest turnaround in the industry, which means you get your product when you need it at very competitive rates. And they'll ship it to you for free. If you own a business, give them a call today at 855-488-KATIE. That's 855-488-2284. Or go to katiearmor.com. Come and take it. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. So let me make this real brief. I did the column. You can read it at technightowl.com. So another thing is maybe there's a loose part somewhere. And not all parts in a car like a dashboard just unscrew. It can take an hour or two for the service technician to pull all the things apart and then put everything back together again and make sure all the tolerances are correct or like that. I know I had a car once, a Saturn. Remember the Saturn? No. GM car came out, I guess, in the late 80s, early 90s. And their th- thing was, you could buy a car fixed price. You go into the showroom and you find the car you want. It's $18,200. That's what you pay. No negotiating, none of the song and dance. Well, this particular car, I liked it, but the right front door had all sorts of rattles. And they had to open up the door panel and spend like two hours fitting it with pieces of foam But this was in a dealer memo. So obviously, the manufacturer cheaped out. But I'll talk about the last rattle I had in the car, where it was just rattling, and they took apart the airbag container and put some kind of factory-recommended fix. Still happened. And then I took the tech out for a drive after spending two days trying to fix the problem. And he said, you have a pair of glasses 
in the overhead compartment. There's an overhead compartment on several cars I've owned. You've probably seen them where you have the interior lights and just in front of the interior lights, there's a little place to put your sunglasses or your reading glasses. So my wire-rimmed reading glasses were rattling. Is that what it was? That's where it was. And I took it out and the car was, I couldn't believe how quiet that car was. It go over any bump, and it was just a normal sound. Wow. Nothing rattled. It was just perfect. As you see, diagnosing intermittent problems or weird problems can be really a bear, and Conflict Catcher from Jeffrey Robin made it a lot easier, not seamless on a Mac. Nowadays, there's no such thing as that, but you do have things like kernel extensions and other things that can cause your system to go wonky. Anyway, how did this come about? Well, we were talking about iTunes. 15, iTunes. 15 years of iTunes. Long and short of it is they acquired that app from Cassidy and Green, which has these other apps, including Conflict Catcher. They hire the developers of SoundJam Plus, which became iTunes, including Jeffrey Robin, the lead developer. And Cassidy and Green had nothing left. And they folded shortly thereafter. What Apple did then was kill an independent software developer. Well, they killed it, but we don't know how much they paid to buy SoundJam and, you know, people they hired and all that. So I wouldn't say they killed it. Right, but they hired the developers who did not work for Cassidy and Green. They were independent contractors who went to Cassidy and Green and had them publish and market their software. Ah, okay, that's how they worked. Well, it's their fault for having a business model that didn't allow them to live through something like that. Of course, back in those days, we didn't see as many software acquisitions as we do now. Now, a lot of people who develop apps or even services, website services, do so with the eventual goal of being bought out by a larger company. Uh, And that wasn't the case back then. We're talking about the days when you would buy software in boxes in stores, Um, something which, well, hardly anyone does anymore, right? Right now, most of us purchase online. I mean, you can go into a Best Buy and buy well, a you few can, You can still buy a Microsoft Office or, or Adobe Elements or something like that. But the majority of software is online, whereas back then, pretty much everything, including operating system like, like Mac OS, everything came on disk in boxes with very big manuals. Remember that? I have to tell you, I had a copy here of Quark Express just a couple of versions ago. And the darn thing weighed about eight or nine pounds. Heavier than my... It still has big manuals? No, the latest versions of Quark Express have online manuals. No, but the one you had, it still had... The one I had was like Quark Express 7 or something like that. And the box weighed about seven, eight pounds, more than my 17-inch MacBook (laughs) Pro from 2010. (laughs) And finally, I just threw it out because I had no purpose for it. The software was way out of date. There were a lot of changes and improvements. This was also true with Logic Studio, the audio editing app from Apple. Just a few years ago, you were getting the eight-pound box with thick manuals, and now you download the product from Apple for $199, but the instructions are all online. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's get back to iTunes. So iTunes starts out as a place to organize a playlist and play your music. So you can, you can find on YouTube, you can find a video of the presentation. It's actually interesting to watch. It starts out, the first 50 minutes or so are Steve Jobs talking about OS X, which was in the public beta at that time. The, the first um, official version of OS X hadn't been released. And then he talks about the new faster Power Mac G4. 
he starts talking about music and he says there's a music revolution happening right now. And he talks about how people um, were ripping CDs and he explains what rip means to people over 30 who don't understand it. And they put it on computers and they make playlists and they burn CDs. And, and he said they, they were even copying some of this music to MP3 players, he says. So he briefly goes over the existing apps and he says something which I found quite interesting. He says they are too complex. They are really difficult to learn and use. Of course, look at that now, you know, the way iTunes is. And he explains that he, they've caught on that this is a trend. And he says, we're late to this party and we're about to do a leapfrog. And it's true that, uh, in my opinion, and I've got an article that's live on Macworld today, this is the software that changed, that started changing Apple. I mean, the iMac was important and all that, but it was iTunes and later that year, the iPod that made Apple what it is now. One of the more interesting things I found out, and I really didn't know this, is that when Steve Jobs made this presentation on January 9, 2001, they had not yet planned to make the iPod. Now, they may have thought about making an MP3 player, but they hadn't started yet. Um, they really planned this after iTunes was released, and they hired Tony Fidel in February, and he's the one who shepherded the iPod project which, if you remember, was released in October of that year. So, what, less than nine months to design and build the iPod. Now, I should point out here, Jeffrey Robin, the guy who came to Apple with iTunes, he also worked on the iPod interface. Yeah, and Johnny Ive designed the iPod or was involved with the design. So, you know, we look back with hindsight and we think, okay, iTunes first and then iPod, it just kind of seemed natural, but it didn't. They really planned on iTunes on its own initially, and then they realized that there was a market for MP3 players, and of course then the iPod came, and arguably iTunes is the most important software that Apple ever made other than their operating systems. The iTunes slash iPod combination, which in my opinion won market share because of the integration of the hardware and the software, it turned Apple into the company that was not a computer company anymore, but was a cool tech company. So basically, iTunes begins the transition from Apple Computer to Apple Incorporated. Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy, is not 15 years old, but... Not far. Not far. Maybe he's 10 or 12 times that age. I keep changing it because he's been around forever and he wrote the very first song. Seriously speaking, I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. This is Dan Pilla. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. 
That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Ted Anderson telling you about Jordan Rubin's Beyond Organic Green-Fed Raw Cheddar Artesian Cheese featuring whole milk created through ancient dairy breeding, unpasteurized, untreated whole milk on the same farm the cows graze, containing natural sources of omega-3s, CLA protein, calcium, probiotics, and enzymes. I have never tasted cheese this good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. You haven't experienced yogurt until you've tried a Mossy, embodying health and flavor in a true whole milk, green-fed dairy beverage. Every sip pays homage to our old-world cows and the ancient culturing methods their milk benefits from. With over 30 probiotics, a Mossy's undeniably nutritious, refined, cultured sensation bolsters your health and awakens your passion for dairy. A Mossy's so good, and you need to try it. Contact your Longevity distributor or call 877-878-4203 or go to GCNteam.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV my dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Live with Gene Steinberg, it's the Tech Night Owl, because you never know what's going to happen next. So iTunes was a beginning here, and as soon as Apple decided to go with building a music player, obviously it's integrated with iTunes. That's the first step. But then iTunes, in order to expand the market for the iPod, goes to Windows. Yeah, and, that, and that's another great um, presentation to look up on YouTube. Um, in April 2003, they introduced the iTunes Music Store. That was the first thing. Um, and then 
a few months later, they brought it out for Windows. And with this, you know, Steve Jobs with his text behind him in the presentation saying hell froze over. And again, looking back in hindsight, it was inevitable. But back then, the idea of Apple making a Windows app was just no one ever thought it would happen. Of course, Jobs would quipped at the time, probably the best Windows app ever written. And what they did do, which is interesting, is they made iTunes for Windows then and now look exactly like iTunes for the Mac. Back then, Apple had already what's called human interface guidelines, basically rules to say what apps look like. Whereas Windows was much more of a sort of an open design kind of thing. I mean, you could design a Mac app with different skins and all that, but it wasn't that common. Whereas in Windows, it was. So I remember back in the day looking at the different music apps on Windows, and they were all different. The menus were in different locations. The the, the skins, the interfaces were different. Um, but what Apple did is they, make, they made it match literally every pixel match. The only difference was that certain menu items were in different menus on Windows than they were in um, on the Mac. It's like preferences on the Mac is options on Windows. There are a few things like that. But it was that Windows version that helped uh, obviously sell the iPod to Windows users. That was the main reason to have a Windows version of iTunes, was to get that hardware into the hands of Windows users. And this is a key here because Apple sold more iPods to Windows users just as they sell more iPhones and iPads to Windows users. So by having the ability to use both platforms to access iTunes, it expands the market for Apple greatly. And that turned Apple into a general consumer electronics maker. It wasn't just Macs. It was iPods, later on iPhones, iPads. And now, of course, Apple has so many operating system platforms. How do they keep up with it? But we can talk about that later. The problem here, though, as we added app stores and everything else to iTunes, it became the all-in-one center for lots of different things. Buying not just media from Apple or renting movies, but getting apps and everything. Although there is a separate, obviously, app store app on iOS and Mac. By making iTunes this hub, it made it more complicated, didn't it? Well, I don't see that as such making it complicated. So again, if you follow through the history of iTunes, you see the history of digital content. The first iPod was black and white. It didn't display album artwork. Um, A couple of revisions later, it was color, and it had album artwork, and then it added photos, and they called it the iPod Photo at the time. Uh, A little bit later, it could play videos, of course, very small videos. Um, there were even iPod games for the for the older iPods, which you probably don't remember. There was like a Brick Bash and a poker game and things like that. So as digital media content expanded, iTunes naturally followed to be a, a sort of a portal to get that content onto a portable device. And and that to me wasn't the problem and, and still isn't the problem. The problem is that once iTunes became mature, Apple started sort of squeezing the iTunes store into every little nook and cranny of iTunes. So it was no longer like a separate part of iTunes, but it's all mixed in. Um, You may remember back in iTunes 10, this thing called Ping, which they called a, a music social network or something like that. And there was this little sidebar that would display and it would contextually change according to what you've selected in your library. Well, it was a big failure. Um, 
there was what was called the iTunes mini store, which was a little pane that came up from the bottom of the iTunes window. And again, contextually, if you selected an album by the Beatles, it would, well, no, bad example. If you selected an album by Led Zeppelin, it would show more by Led Zeppelin, that kind of thing. Um, now, when you view an album in iTunes, you can see content from the iTunes store. And no matter where you look in iTunes store, the, no matter where you look in the iTunes app, the store is always right there a click away to kind of get you to buy things. Um, and, and I see this as less an advantage to users and more a sort of invasion from the marketing department to try and push digital product. Well, basically, it's a store. Yes, but iTunes is, is, is an app that manages your media library. For me, the store, it's nice to have it in the app, but it shouldn't get in my media when I'm looking at a playlist of my music or an album, I shouldn't see anything from the iTunes store. Um, and now you click in the wrong place, all of a sudden you're in the iTunes store. Um, I just find it invasive. All right, so as iTunes becomes 15 years old, where does Apple take it? Well, this is the really big question. So, And, and I think we've discussed part of this in, in previous shows. Um, there is no more digital media. I mean, every type of digital media that's available exists right now. What would change? Maybe holograms, but that's just like a different version of a video. You know, we've got still photo, we've got video, we've got music, we've got audio, because audio um, involves music, audiobooks, podcasts, and, and iTunes, you, etc. So we've got all the digital content we're going to have until someone comes up with, I don't know, digital feeling things or something, you know, with a mind meld uh, interface. So none of this is going to change in the foreseeable future. Um, all they're going to keep doing is, you know, maybe there's going to be more streaming. There's been talk of, of a streaming video platform that would involve the Apple TV. And of course, it might also involve iTunes. Um, it's less about new content than new ways of consuming content. So we've seen Apple Music uh, in 2015, that instead of buying music from the iTunes store, you subscribe to stream a lot of music. And maybe we'll see something similar with video uh, in the near future. Of course, there are stories here that Apple's running into all sorts of bottlenecks dealing with the entertainment companies. Of course. And, you know, the, the movie and TV studios are looking at what happens in the music industry. Um, iTunes, at one point, they were the biggest, and they probably still are, the largest music retailer in the United States. And they were able to dictate to record labels um, how music was going to be sold. So the movie studios and TV studios don't want the same thing to happen. They don't want to give up the control that the recording industry did. They felt that Apple gave posed terms that allowed the music industry to give up too easily, maybe because they were desperate because of pirating and Napster and everything. Well, it's, it's hard to know if Apple saved the music industry or helped damage the music industry. As you say, you know, piracy and Napster and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, but the music industry is still doing quite well these days. Would it have done better? I don't know. Um, you know, we've seen a move to streaming for, for a lot of people. There's less money in that. Um, but in a way, it's almost fairer because, you know, how many people buy an album and then they find they don't like it or they only listen to it a handful of times 
instead of spending 10 bucks on an album, now you get to listen to it as many times as you want. And you're just paying 10 bucks a month for everything. I mean, I, I still like buying music and owning music. And there's a lot of music that I listen to that's not available um, through streaming. But, you know, there is a reason for it. And People argue that, you know, popular music isn't that good. There's two good songs on an album and the rest is filler. Well, if that's the case, then, you know, it's too bad that only two songs are going to be streamed. It's the fault of the artists and the record labels. You know, that happened over the years. It's nothing new. A lot of albums have come out where you get the two hit records or hit recordings. And the rest of them, well, they're all just filler to make up an album. Let's get into more of that in a moment. We've got Kirk McElhern, 15 years of iTunes and more on the Tech Night How Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. So you've got to take a state construction license exam or certification. Can't decide on what books or what chapters to study? Discover right now how you can eliminate unnecessary books and wasted study time. At ContractorExam.com, our study materials zero in on state-required test topics in an effective, multiple-choice format. So whether you're a plumber, electrician, general contractor, or other construction-related trade, ContractorExam.com will help get you prepared. Visit us at www.ContractorExam.com today. Removing bad taste and odor from your drinking water is easy. Removing the bad stuff you don't taste is what ProPure does best. Water the way nature meant it to be. Clean, crisp, and refreshing. See the complete line of ProPure countertop, inline gravity, and household water filtration products. Visit your authorized ProPure dealer or ProPureUSA.com. That's P-R-O-P-U-R-U-S-A.com. Or call 800-544-3533. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us and advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Chronic inflammation is now known to block your ability to repair and compromises your immune system, making you more vulnerable to all diseases. 
Since poor diet, injuries, or stress are all contributing factors, many people suffer from inflammation. Your body's number one means of neutralizing inflammation and the pain that it may be causing is glutathione. Glutathione is the body's number one peptide to neutralize free radicals and thus stop inflammation. Hi, my name is Jason. I'm 44 years old. For 10 years, I had been suffering from chronic pain in my abdomen and groin that radiated down into my feet. After three weeks on One World Way, the pain in my feet reduced by 50% and the overall pain in my body reduced significantly significantly as well. I ran out of One World Way and the pain returned. I got another container and again, after three weeks, the pain reduced significantly throughout my body. I'd highly recommend One World Way to anyone dealing with chronic pain due to inflammation. Call 888-988-3325 or visit OneWorldWay.com. That's OneWorld, W-H-E-Y.com. If you're like me, you're concerned about the stock market and the economy. You're asking the questions, but it just doesn't seem that you're getting the right answers. Well, my friends at the Wealth Preservation Institute not only have the answers, but they've put together a free report, How to Survive the Upcoming Economic Collapse and Protect Your 401Ks, IRA Savings, and Retirement Income. Don't hesitate. This report's for free for a limited time by calling 888-772-2929. That's 888-772-2929. Take back your financial lives today. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So as I was saying here, with a lot of popular artists, you get the hit records and then they go in the recording studio and they produce Chuck. And then you had the Beatles where every song is great. Every song was carefully crafted. And there are a number of artists who do that. Even today, there are artists who make sure that when they produce an album, they do the very best work they can. It's not the record company saying, well, get the album out because that's designed to sell the singles. And also the fact that you can just listen if you want to buy music to one track or sample the tracks from an album before you buy it, at least it's equal there. You're not forced to buy all those songs. And if the album happens to be good, well, then it's worth it. Yeah, and you can always buy an album that you've been streaming if for some reason you want to own it. Um, and, you know, there is also the question of supporting artists. I mean, it's, it's a complicated thing. It depends on how much you really care about music. Some people just want music as a, as a background soundtrack. Um, as wallpaper and some people really care about music and collect it so you know there's room for everyone but but i think the issue here is that um you know we don't consume and i just did air quotes there we don't consume video the same way we consume music you may listen to an album over and over you're not going to watch a movie over and over you may watch a movie twice if you're lucky three times if it's really good or if you have very young kids they may watch it 50 times but that's the exception Usually you watch a movie once, you watch a TV series once. Maybe if you really like a series, you go back to it a few years ago and you rewatch it, you know, in box set kind of thing. Um, That's the argument, though, against getting a season pass because it doesn't make sense or even buying your TV shows. Because once again, after you've seen it once, why would you want to see it again? Occasionally there's one or two episodes or maybe it's on Netflix or maybe it's a repeat. And you say, you know, that was a really good episode. I'll watch that again. I enjoyed that. Or you have nothing to do. And one of your favorite TV shows is on the Ion Network or USA. And you really enjoy that series. 
And you'll sit and watch a few episodes. That was cool. But I think when it comes to movies and TV shows, I don't know about buying them. I have, but I have a bunch of TV shows through the years that I never watch those things again. Yeah, if you remember, you could rent TV shows on the iTunes store for a while. For a while. Um, it was 99 cents an episode. It lasted for a couple of years. So the TV model, that makes a lot more sense. As you say, you're very unlikely to want to rewatch them. The problem with renting TV shows was that iTunes still only has a 24-hour rental window. So let's say you want to watch a TV show today and your wife wants to watch it tomorrow. You might not both be able to watch it for that rental, and you're not going to want to pay to do it twice. And also bear in mind, too, by the time you do it twice, that's the price of a discount movie. I've seen a number of movies where at iTunes you rent them for $4.99, but for twice yep. that you buy it. So you think, you know, by the time I watch it twice... Yeah, but if you do watch it twice, and, and I, my logic now is to assume that I'm not going to watch anything twice. And eventually I might, but I'm just going to assume that I'm not going to watch anything twice. So I'm, I'm just going to make that calculation of, do I want to watch it now? If so, I rent it. Yes, and, but you still have the problem here. Say your partner, she wants to right. see the movie, but she can't within the 24-hour right. window. So, if you consider that before you rent the movie, wait a minute, she'll want to watch it too. But she won't be able till Tuesday. It's now Sunday night. What do I do? Well, the movie's nine ninety eight or nine ninety nine or whatever the price is. Nine ninety nine for this movie, and they have that occasionally. I'll just buy the thing. Yeah, see, we don't usually do that. We just if we can't both watch it, we just wait until the time that we can. It's not like you're going to lose the opportunity to rent that movie. It's going to be available for a long time. Well, you so, will eventually. Eventually, the rental window dies. And I've seen yeah, that happen more than once. Later. And then months later, and suddenly, if you want that movie, you have to buy it or hope maybe Amazon Instant Video or Netflix has it. Yeah, but it's not. I, I don't. You see, that's the whole point right here, which is really confusing. There's no consistency. You don't know in advance when you rent something, whether it's going to be available for twice that price to buy later on in case you want to see it a second time or the rental window is going to end or it ends up on premium cable where HBO or Showtime or Cinemax will offer it or about on demand. I mean, there are so many different confusing ways to offer TV. That's why the studios want to retain control because they have this series of windows, as they call them. Um, so the first window is a theatrical release and the next window is... Um, the sort of sale online, so iTunes and Amazon and all that. The next window is rental. Um, sorry, in between comes the sort of uh, premium TV window, and after the rental comes the network TV window, and then comes all the, you know, the, the, the 200 cable channels you never watch. But they've got control of these windows, and they get different amounts of money for each one, depending on which channel um, is used. And it's... <sighs> It's probably really complicated, but it's something they understand. It's something the movie studios understand. And, and they make calculations when they release a movie about how they're going to go about this, about how long it's going to take. You know, sometimes you see a movie that shows up on Netflix in a month um, because it either never actually made it to theatrical release or was a total failure. And the companies figure they're going to cut their loss. Sometimes, you know, the, the number of movies that aren't on Netflix... Um, 
it is just astounding. There are so many great movies out there that we might want to watch that we can't see on Netflix, Amazon, or any of these other things. Let me give you an example here of the way the Hollywood studio system works. Now, last spring, one of the blockbuster movies, first blockbuster movies of the 2015 season, was Avengers Age of Ultron, sequel to the Avengers, okay? All right. When did that I come out? I think I've heard of that. Pardon? I think I've heard of that. Right. It's one of those multi-billion dollar movies. So it's Avengers Age of Ultron. And I'm, I'm going to try to look at when it was first released here, because this is very important. All right. So it was released on May 1st. All right. May 1st. As we do the show, it's coming to the end of what is going to be the second week of January. All right. The DVD release was October 2nd. So, six months later, it comes out. In January, second week of January, go to iTunes. Oh, I forgot to watch Avengers Age of Ultron. I want to rent that movie. Well, you can't right now. It's available to buy, but not to rent. Exactly. All right, so... And and it's 20 bucks for the HD version, which I'm pretty sure you're going to get it cheaper um, if you buy it on a piece of plastic. I'll look at that price as we go along here. The key here is, though, is that unless you rented that movie within the, say, three-month window, as we did, you have to buy it. You know, that's, as I would say, pretty bad. Now, I was looking here at Avengers. You can rent it on Amazon for $6. You can buy it in HD on Amazon for $6. Let's see. Blu-ray is $24. 22 the blu-ray is 22 dollars and 40 now between 19 between 20 dollars to get a download and 22 dollars to get a blu-ray i would obviously pay the difference and get the blu-ray and if you're really crazy and have that particular type of set for 24.99 you can get 3d yes the collector's edition right well all the extras that nobody cares about yeah But the question you'd have to ask yourself is, how many times do you want to watch Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron, which was not the best-reviewed Marvel movie ever? Well, so so this is part of... This whole thing is is manipulative. Um, Unlike music, when music is released, for the most part, it's going to be available on a streaming service, and it's going to be there forever. This is not absolute. There are record labels who don't stream their music. There are artists who don't stream their music. But most music you will find there, and most of it's never going to go away. With movies, it's a constant give and take, and, and Disney's long strategy um, has always been to like release a Disney movie like Cinderella and Bambi and all that for a couple of years, then keep it, then get rid of it, stop releasing it, no longer available for a few years, and then bring it back and try and drum up demand saying, oh, you know, it's been so long that this hasn't been available. Um, What they're doing, instead of having steady sales, they believe by pumping up sales for short-term events, they'll in the end make more money. I don't know if it's true or not. Yeah, I I think all it's going to do is, as more and more of this content becomes easy to access um, through streaming, it's going to annoy consumers that they can't get the movies they want. You know, let's be honest, it's not that hard to pirate movies and to download them. Um, and if you're telling people the only way you can get this is to buy it for 20 bucks, an awful lot of people who would have been happy to rent it for 5 bucks may look for another alternative. Let's get into how this sets up and look at iTunes and what Apple might do to 
kind of fix the ragged edges with Kirk McElhern, the iTunes guy. I'm Gene Steinberg here in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 pain relief hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait you can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Before we go on, we have Tech Night Owl Plus to offer you. Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com. Here's the deal. We give you the ad-free version of this show. We take out 41 minutes of those network ads. You don't have to fast forward if you don't like to listen to advertising. We have a Tech Night Owl Minute coming up to get all this for a low monthly, annual, five-year, or even lifetime subscription rate, go to plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. So right now we're discussing the confusing way the movie studios try to earn a profit and expand their franchises and make much more money from you and how they inconvenience and confuse the customer in doing it. So you know, for example, if you buy a music album, it's released, it's there. I want to buy the Skyfall theme from Adele. That's what, three years old? Fine. I'll download it right now. Go there to iTunes and download it. I want to rent Avengers Age of Ultron? Uh Uh-uh. That window expired a few weeks ago. I can only buy it now. I can't see it. But maybe it's coming to premium cable TV. Let me check. You know, it's enough to drive you crazy. 
It is. There, there are too many channels now. I've just been looking at a couple of movies here. So one of the actors in the Avengers movie you mentioned is Scarlett Johansson, who I do appreciate, a very good actress. Because so she's just, also won Oscars. She is. She's a very good actress, and, and she does these um, superhero movies because they pay well. Um, but she's also done some very good movies. So if you look at some of the movies she's made, there's one called A Good Woman, which is from 2006. You can only buy it. It's $13. She was in a very good movie that I'm sure you like called The Prestige, a Christopher Nolan movie. You can buy that for $18 or rent it for $4. She was in a recent movie called Under the Skin, which really wasn't very good. You can buy that one for $15 or rent it for $5. So it's cheaper to buy, more expensive to rent. Now, she was also in a Luc Besson sci-fi fantasy Lucy. movie. Lucy, which I kind of liked except for the end. Luc Besson, by the way, is the guy who brought you The Fifth Element, one of my favorite movies of all time. So that's only available to buy for $15, even though it's what? It was 2014, so it's a year and a half old. And you go through all these movies, and they're all different prices, rental price and purchase price, and some can be rented and some can't. And yeah, it's just too confusing. Well, you understand when you look at this why Apple has a problem with the entertainment companies if they want to establish a streaming TV service. They'd want consistency, predictability, but the studios, you know, you wonder here right. what and their so plans are. Now, I'll give you an example of this to show you how confusing it is. Sometimes you could actually see a TV show online free. And I'll give you an example of that. People's Choice, a winner for the best new drama 2015 supergirl believe it or not all right if you go on to cbs.com and you look at the supergirl section you can actually download free the last few episodes but they're also selling the cbs streaming service so they're doing this as a way to say look what you can get and now if you pay a few dollars a month you can stream from cbs now that gets even more confusing because now you can go to cable or satellite and get everything you want and you have comparable services in Europe or you can subscribe to each network's own proprietary service yeah get all their content but then the fees add up oh it's only 5.99 a month but this one's 14.99 a month and it's 8.99 a month for Netflix and you add all this up and suddenly am i really saving money over the cable bundle even more confusing some services actually bundle Netflix with them. Okay, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's just as confusing as all get out. How so to deal one, with it. Now, thing Apple's that- solution here would be to make it simple. But the studios won't make it simple. They won't sign the deal. Yeah, so one thing that the iTunes Music Store brought to music purchasing was a standardized price. Songs were 99 cents, albums were 10 bucks, for the most part. This has changed over time, and when they introduced what was called iTunes Plus, um, when they got rid of the digital rights management on music, songs were $1.29, but of course a lot of them have gone back to a dollar. It's not always the case, but in general you can assume that an album is 10 bucks and a song is a dollar. Um, I'm looking at the best-selling albums on the iTunes music section, Adele's 25 is $11. Justin Bieber's deluxe version of Purpose is 14 But then the third album by 21 Pilots is $8. And then most of the other ones are $10. And Taylor Swift is 13 And The Weeknd is 13 And the Star Wars soundtrack is 12 But they float around that $10 market. Although even older ones, 
Dark Side of the Moon by Pink Floyd is the number 28 best-selling album on the iTunes store, and it's only $7. Whereas the movie pricing, not only the rental pricing, but the sale price, has a wide range from, you know, you can buy movies, as you said earlier, for $10 sometimes, and sometimes they're $20. Um, and I think Apple would want that to be standardized as much as possible. So people, you, you don't want to go to look to buy something and have to be surprised by the price. You want this to be an impulse purchase. You don't want it to be something where you're going to be stopped because all of a sudden, hey, why is that so expensive? And the other factor being, I want to rent a movie. Oh, I didn't do it last week. They just changed the policy. I can no longer rent it. What kind of nonsense is that? I mean, we had traditional video stores and they'd have movies there. You still had windows in, in video stores. You did, but it usually was not quite as unpredictable. Yeah. As it is. And yeah. that's where they made things really, really messy. Because the customer shouldn't have to think about this. I want to buy a movie. I want to rent a movie. As long as it has ever been released, keep it available. My money yeah. is as good today as it was last week. Why deprive me of the chance of renting that movie? Especially because we're talking about digital. You know, not like the days of video and DVD stores when you needed the, the actual media. Here, it's all digital it's on the server. It's just, you know, a click of a button to keep it there. There was a time on the iTunes store in the movie section when they would have a separate list of the top movies for sale or for rent. And they don't do that anymore. So you go to top movies, you don't know which are rentable. So you're going to be clicking back and forth. Let's say you want to rent a movie and you just, you're not going to spend 20 bucks to buy it. You have to keep clicking the movies to find which ones you can even rent. You can't separate that, but that is also the studios mandating that. I don't think Apple wants to confuse you. Well, they used to have that. And do you think the studios would have forced Apple to get rid of the separate rental list? I would think so. I think the whole problem there is the way the studios have it organized. And this is why you can't get a la carte for cable or satellite, because they expect you to acquire a bundle of channels. If you're running a, a TV service like a cable or satellite system. So you have to offer everything. You can't just get USA Network and sci-fi. You have to get all the other channels they offer by NBC Comcast. That's the problem. They won't offer that. Even when yeah, you have on demand even when you have on demand because you missed the show last night, I forgot to record it. I'll go to the on demand section from Cox or Comcast or Direct TV. Oh, wait a minute. It's no longer available or it will be available tomorrow. You don't know what anything is. Yeah, it's it's frustrating. Um and we gotta cut to the chase here, guys. Okay. So we understand there it's probably a matter of the confusing policies of the studios to basically drive people crazy. Or maybe these ideas are thought of when they're in dark rooms sniffing things. <laughs> because nobody in their right mind can come up with deals like they offer. Okay, but Apple can't do anything about that except with persuasion or just showing them the way and the truth. Eddie Q may do that. We don't know. But however... However, and we need to get to this, what can Apple do to make iTunes a better experience, regardless of the limitations that are offered by the entertainment companies? What can Apple do to improve the interface? What can Apple do to make it more easy for it to accurately capture 
that's metadata for your music, where things get pretty confusing sometimes. What can Apple do without needing to get the entertainment companies to approve to make iTunes better? More to come with Kirk McElhern on the Tech Night Out Live. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Did you know that home break-ins increase more than 100% during the holidays? It takes just 10 seconds for an intruder to kick in your door. But police response to a home alarm system is more than 20 minutes. And intruders are in and out of your home in 5 minutes. Thieves know that you're not home and have presents inside just waiting to be taken. And if you are home, how safe will you feel with an intruder lurking inside with your family? That's why police across the country are recommending you use door armor. Proven to withstand the force of a battering ram, door armor keeps intruders out. It's easy to install and barely visible, and your door armor is guaranteed for life. Go to InvasionStopper.com for a very special buy one, get one at half off deal. These savings are for a limited time and only available to GCN listeners. Protect your valuables and loved ones this holiday season. Go to InvasionStopper.com now. That's InvasionStopper.com. A lot of people's lives and bodies are out of balance. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops optimize pH level and get rid of harmful waste and acid. Just a few drops in water restores vibrance and energy and gets you back in balance. Now order two bottles and get $10 off your order. Sign up for monthly auto shipping and save 25%. Call 800-518-7615 or visit ALKAVision.com. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at AlkaVision.com. Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy and get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional and installation you control what you watch when you watch it record your favorite shows pause and rewind live tv even skip the commercials watch local channels too at just $19.99 what are you waiting for pull out your major credit or debit card call 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV say goodbye to the cable guy cut costs and get more 1-855-905-MY-TV 1-855-905-MY-TV 
No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. So as we look at 15 years of iTunes... The question in this final segment with Kirk McElhern is, forgetting the entertainment companies, what can Apple do to make things better? Uh, in the press release for, for the first version of iTunes, Apple said, and I quote, iTunes is miles ahead of every other jukebox application, and we hope its dramatically simpler user interface will bring even more people into the digital music revolution. Those four words, dramatically simpler user interface, are basically what Apple gave up over the years as they let the marketing department control how the application developed. Once the store became as important as it did, and over the holiday period, what did they have? $1.1 billion in app sales um, from the iTunes store? Back in the day, they never even reported sales from the iTunes store or the app store, and now it's big, big business. Once the iTunes store or stores took over iTunes, it strayed from its initial purpose, which was allowing people to manage their media. Originally, it was music, iTunes, because it was music. And even if it's managing your movies and your TV shows, it still needs to be a tool to manage your media, your content, to sync it to your devices, to play it back. You know, we've gone a long way. Back then, the, the Apple TV didn't exist in 2003 when the iTunes Music Store came out. Now you can rent a movie and stream it, or you buy a movie and stream it from your iTunes library to an Apple TV. You can sync it to an iPad or whatever. So we've come a long way, but we're still, we've just gotten further into this situation where iTunes is a tool to sell you things rather than a tool to help you manage things that you own or that you care about. What about interface oddities? There's plenty of interface oddities, and I think the problem is no developer wants to keep an interface the same over time. They want to change it because it makes it look newer. When you go into your supermarket, I'm sure in the U.S., like over here, it's maybe every couple of years they move things around. So when you're used to going to the third aisle to look for your pet food, you end up in the section where they're selling cookies, right? They want to change the way you look at things so you find new things to buy. With applications... There are trends in design, and there's a desire to make things different because different looks newer. iTunes is far less simple to use than it used to be. So in order to illustrate my iTunes article on Macworld, I went back into my archives. I have screenshots going back as far as 2004 of different elements of iTunes. And you remember when in the sidebar in iTunes, the music libraries and the playlists, they all had different little colored icons. When iTunes... 11 came along, 
everything just got gray and black and it's really drab and dull. And you don't have that visual reminder that colors would give you. I think they need to return to an interface that's useful instead of an interface that kind of looks drab and boring. Well, the other thing that bothers me in terms of the interface is kind of the way it's set up now, where with iTunes in the center you have... Well, first of all, on the left, you have different categories, such as music, TV shows, podcasts, Right, so those, apps. Are, your, those are your different media libraries. Your different you have your different media libraries, and then you can choose whether you want that to be, after you pick each one, whether you want it to be at the iTunes store, your playlist, your podcast, your stations, whatever. Problem is then, is after you make that selection on the left for navigation, the position of the labels in the center to access specific libraries and features, it changes. So there's not a question of having the right muscle memory. You can't count on the option you want being in the same position anymore. It's context-sensitive and in totally different positions with different labels. That can be a little confusing. You have to kind of stop every time and think, oh, it's over there for my playlist, all right? And also, one of the reasons I think they did that is, so I'm currently looking at the movie section of the iTunes store. If I want to go back and look at my music, I can't do it with one click. So I click the icon on the left for my music library, but it takes me to the iTunes store for my music library. So basically, anytime you're in the iTunes store to get out of it, you have to go through another part of the iTunes store or switch to a different library first. In other words, the the goal is just to show you more stuff in the iTunes store, to push you to buy. It feels deceptive. Well, certainly there's a marketing reason behind wanting to sell your product, but you're confusing the customer. There has to be a better way to have predictability in the interface, not getting totally different options from whatever you select on the left. And otherwise, you basically have to sit there and memorize the position of everything to accurately click it. I'm going to click this option to save here. But I don't know where it is anymore. Yeah, it's it's very confusing. You know, in my Ask the iTunes Guy column, I get dozens of questions every week from people who just don't understand how to do things that really shouldn't be that complicated. The early iTunes was very, very simple. And, and I think that there were awful a lot of improvements made over the years. Um, but again, it's just gotten to the point now where it's just too confusing. And, and it's hard for anyone to understand it. I mean, you know, this is one this is my day job as it were, writing about iTunes, and even I when a new version comes out it takes me a while to figure out exactly what's going on. Whereas it should be intuitive. You you know the old saying about Apple stuff it just works. Well, that's not the case anymore. Um things used to be you used to be able to pick up an Apple app or or a device and start using it pretty easily. Now there's tons of hidden features and things that use gestures and all that and it's just, it's, they've lost track of the original value of keeping things simple and easy to understand. Part of the issue here is that Apple wants to add all these extra features, and the option with iTunes to simply take everything apart and put them into separate apps just creates its own complications because instead of having to remember one interface, you have to deal with another eight. Yeah, I, I don't see splitting iTunes into multiple apps as, as a solution. It, it'll just confuse people even more. Um, so what would you do? You'd have the interface as close as possible across the different apps, and it wouldn't be that different than having different tabs um, on the same interface. So I don't think that's a solution. Uh, I think 
it's tempting to say it needs to be entirely rewritten, um, but I'm not sure that's the case because there's a, a very sturdy foundation of the way iTunes manages content and displays content and all that has been proven over time to work quite well, you know, the, the different types of views you can have. Um, I, I think it just needs... I think they need to take some time and maybe listen to users and try and figure out what people want out of it instead of forcing it to be basically a marketing tool. Well, that requires a lot of rethought and will Apple do it? It requires a lot of motivation. It requires the motivation to look at that. Now, as we speak, you might hear in the background the rains coming in Arizona. By the time the show is broadcast, I hope they'll be gone. Kirk McElhern, where do we find more of your stuff? You can find me on my website, which is Kirkville. The URL is www.mackelhern.com. That's M-C-E-L-H-E-A-R-N.com. And you can find me at Macworld, where you can read my article about iTunes' 15th birthday and much more. Kirk McElhern, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me again, Gene. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. If survivalist housing has been in your plans, get ready. We're bringing our Timberline Range Camps to you February 6th through 14th. The Great American Outdoor Show in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Get an up-close look at some of our most popular Timberline models or visit survivalistcamps.com to pre-order a camp. We'll bring it to the show and save you the cost of shipping. It's the perfect time to get that camp you've wanted. Go to survivalistcamps.com, then plan on joining us at the Great American Outdoor Show in February in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Hi, I'm Dr. Joel Wallach, the Dead Doctors Don't Lie guy. There's no reason why you shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. And I'm going to give you a free copy of my lecture that tells you exactly how to do it. In fact, after you've lived a long and healthy life, there should be only two documents in your medical chart, a birth certificate and a death certificate. I'm Dr. Wallach with a warning. If you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol, high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, and other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. My free lecture is going to reveal what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. It's all in my free lecture called Deadly Recipe. So call toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. Again, that's toll-free 1-855-79-YOUNG. 1-855-79-YOUNG. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. 
He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. Are you sneezing, coughing, and aching? Do you have a sore throat, a fever, or the sniffles? There's no reason to be sick this cold and flu season with immune system support from Supernatural Silver. Supernatural Silver can give your body the help it needs to fight off harmful pathogens without hurting beneficial gut flora and without leaving behind resistant bacteria. Antibiotics can damage good microflora and often leave behind bacteria which can cause problems later on. If you're sick of being sick, try Supernatural Silver. Supernatural Silver, the number one choice of thousands for a safe and effective way to protect against the many diseases and illnesses that we are facing today. Go to SupernaturalSilver.com, read our customer reviews, and see the life-changing results that people are having. That's SupernaturalSilver.com. SupernaturalSilver.com. Use the promo code PROTECTED for 20% off your entire order. And like us on Facebook, Supernatural Silver. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. On this segment of the Tech Night Owl Live, we welcome a new friend to the show. She's Nancy Gravely, who comes to us through the Mac Observer, where she is a columnist. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. We're going to talk about Macs and technology more in a way to help educate people. But before we do that, I'm going to give you an anecdote. But even before that, Nancy, how did you get involved, number one, in using Macs and what kind of background do you have that you can tell us about? I started using Macs when my son traded uh, some uh, website work to somebody and got paid with a computer, which he then gave to me. That was that was the plan uh, because he wanted me to be introduced to them. This <laughs> this was right after I finished my master's degree, and I have thought for years I wish I'd had it while I was in school. And so I started using it just like any any other person who knew nothing about computers would use it. And uh, after my my background was in working with people with de- developmental disabilities, I I did that for thirty years. Brian Chaffin of the uh, Mac Observer came to me and said he wanted me to write a column for people who don't know anything about computers and who did not grow up with computers. And I said to him, I'm not a journalist. And he came back at me with, yes, but you know what it's like to be over 50 and want to use a computer and we want to help people in that same category. So that's how it started, and I'm in my 18th year now. Okay, you didn't want to say that's insulting to say I'm over 50. 
<laughs> no, 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 no. It's, it's a good age to be. And you, you know so much more by then. Well, I could agree having passed that quite a while ago, but we don't want to get into the age discussion <laughs> and comparing our aches and pains and things like that. I mean, obviously, you're quite alert, as I am on occasion, at least as long as the show is on, but maybe not completely. We'll have to get into that on another occasion. But seriously speaking, <laughs> let me tell you an anecdote here. This will get us started okay. in teaching older people technology. So my sister-in-law, her name is Helene. And she's a woman who recently lost her husband about a year ago. She has, by the way, a severely developmentally disabled son. Okay. So, okay. So something that's really in your ballpark here. So she is technologically challenged. Even adjusting the settings on her car, the setting up the radio, difficult for her. Well, we had this old iPad, my wife's first iPad, and we gave it to her to basically stay in touch. And I think she's trying to join some dating services because now she's living alone just with her son and she wants to get out and have a bit of a life. So the other night she calls me and she's in a panic and suddenly she can't get her iPad to work. And the first thing I wanted to do was tell her how to restart the iPad, you know, pressing that button at the top and holding it down a couple of seconds and on the screen, pushing the option to turn it off. Not even forcing a restart. This is like a basic thing. Right. Now, try as I might. And she's a pretty bright woman. She has some level of college education and everything. Try as I might. And this must be my failing. I don't know. I could not explain to her in any way she could understand how to find that little tiny button. Bless her heart. Did you solve it? She figured it out. Okay. She talked to me and I had her taking her finger, rubbing it across the top and the sides and trying to find where the buttons are. So, for example, the two controls for sound level. And she knows where the little circular button thing is. That's the home button. Uh I don't say home button because to that would be talking to her in Klingon. Right. So rather than speak to her in Klingon, I would say, okay, this circular button below the screen. And she has to realize that... It's the bottom and the top and not holding it horizontally and all that stuff. I had to get into that. So she didn't know what to do. She finally called Apple. And normally Apple will charge her nineteen ninety five, but she begged off, said, look, I'm a widow and I don't know what I'm doing and please help me. And she gave them a sob story and they agreed to talk to her. It's not that hard. No. Apple is not rigid about such things. And she could, still couldn't figure it out. The Apple person said, go to the nearest Apple store. Now, there is an Apple store near where she lives, maybe 10 minutes away, but it's really difficult to park there. And I didn't want to put her through that. So I said, next time I'm over in a few days, if you can live without your iPad, I'll tell you what to do. Maybe a half hour later, she was kind of doodling around, playing around. I figured it out. Now, again, did I do anything wrong or is it that technology even as basic here is so alien to people who haven't been brought up with that technology that there was nothing i could do well had i been in your situation what i would have done was send her there's images and drawings and directions and everything you can possibly imagine on the internet and i would have found a picture 
of an iPad that showed that and marked it and sent it to her. The uh, only problem is she couldn't, oh, she couldn't see it because she couldn't oh, get her right. iPad to work. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's so right. it's like the cart before the horse problem. The <laughs> other thing would have been maybe to fax something yeah. to her rental off. She has a multifunction printer, a fax machine is part of it. But she never really figures out how to turn on the auto answer feature to receive a fax. So what she does is she goes to the rental office in the apartment development she lives in and lets them do it. But this is, you know, later in the day and she really didn't want to have to, you know, get spruced up and dressed and walk on over there. And here in Arizona, we were having these rainstorms. So she didn't want to do that. But that would have been the only way. So obviously she can't get on the internet because she can't figure out how to restart her iPad to stop a problem from happening. Yeah, she's caught between the rock and the hard place. I think, and, and here, I, you know, I'm second guessing you here, uh, which is easy for somebody else to do. But if she knows where the the home button is, and, and you're right, you know, not to call it that, perhaps, then I would work out from that and say, you know, look at the top left of your, you know, with your with your hand down where the um, home button is, look top left or top right or wherever in relation to that button and, and try to find it. Well, that's what I did. Oh, okay. I started her at the point where she knew there was something there, which was the home button. I said, now go to the top and to the sides and feel with your finger across the edges. Right. I figured she'd feel these little bumps and realize that might be a button. Right. And when you see the button on the top, just hold it down for two seconds and release it. Well, bless her heart. <laughs> Having to learn things that way, and, and I know this from my own personal experience as well as working with other people, it, by the time you figure it out, you still feel stupid. Um, because everybody had said, well, I mean, you probably know better than this, but you wouldn't say, oh, well, that's easy, this, this and that. The minute somebody says that's easy, you put the person on the defensive, and then it's they, if they the kind who get flustered, as some of us do, uh, it makes everything harder. Um, it's, you know, if you grew up, if you, if you even knew how to type, and a lot of, of men in my generation didn't know how to type because they had secretaries to do it for them. But even if you knew how to type, you learned it on a manual typewriter. Um, manual typewriters don't have fonts. Manual typewriters um, don't have, you know, it's, there's no comparison other than that you can create a, a written document from both kinds of technology. So it's the most difficult part of it is trying to learn everything at once, unlike what the kids do. I mean, my 18-year-old, 18-year-old, my 18-month-old youngest grandson has been using an iPad since he was, let me rephrase that, my grandson, who's three, has been using an iPad since he was 18 months old, and to him, it's just as normal as eating breakfast. Um, we'll have some more breakfast or something in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Nancy Gravely is joining us from the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. If your Mac has slowed down, 
or isn't performing like it used to, there's a smart alternative to buying a new machine thanks to OWC. With easy do-it-yourself upgrades for every Mac, OWC has what you need to get the most from your computer. From memory and SSDs to ultra-fast external storage, take it from me. You'll discover all the ways you can upgrade your Mac today at MacSales.com. That's MacSales.com. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Why be held hostage by your wireless carrier for two years? What if you had no contract, no activation fees, no hidden costs, tracking, tracing, harvesting customer data, or draconian gimmicks, all on the nation's best 4G LTE network? Introducing PIX Wireless. Bring your phone and other qualifying devices to PIX and choose a plan starting at only $14 a month. Get connected now. Call or click 1-866-267-2056 or PIXWireless.com. Spelled P-I-X. Wireless.com. Pick PIX and get connected today. This is Dan Pillard. Do you owe the IRS money you can't pay? Are tax debts crippling you? I've defended people from the IRS for over 30 years. I've helped thousands and I can help you too. I wrote the book on IRS settlement and I'm telling you, there's no such thing as a hopeless case. Call 800-34-NO-TAX to finally get free of IRS debt. With the IRS's new programs, there's never been a better time to solve your problem. Call 800-34-NO-TAX. That's 800-34-NO-TAX or my website, danpilla.com. Are you tired of commuting to a job that makes someone else rich? Working harder than ever, but getting nowhere? Do you hate spending hundreds of dollars every week on daycare? Having someone else raise your children? With our opportunities, you can start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss, work from home, and live a happier life. At Be The Boss Network, you'll find hundreds of work-from-home opportunities that you can literally start today and be earning money as soon as next week. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You get to be the boss. Get out of the rat race. Work from home. Go to freedom106.com right now and change your life today. That's freedom, the number 106.com. Go to freedom106.com and start earning money as soon as next week. You be the boss. Go to freedom106.com. A lot of people's lives and bodies are out of balance. AlkaVision Plasma pH Drops optimize pH level and get rid of harmful waste and acid. Just a few drops in water restores vibrance and energy and gets you back in balance. Now order two bottles and get $10 off your order. Sign up for monthly auto shipping and save 25%. Call 800-518-7615 or visit alkavision.com. Alkalize your body. Supercharge your health at alkavision.com. 
You never know what's going to happen next while listening to the Tech Night Isle live with Gene Steinberg. We have Nancy Gravely joining us for the first time from the Mac Observer, and she has taught developmentally disabled people. She also helps people understand technology. And we're explaining something here which is not unusual, which is somebody who really never had the time or never took the time to learn technology. She can turn on her TV and manage the remote control. She knew how to type. She typed quite a bit when she was really young. She worked on Wall Street. She had a bit of a college education. Of course, you wonder about Wall Street, whether they know anything about anything. But the point being here is somebody here who really should know, but it doesn't click. The buttons don't engage. The, the synaptics or something not working. And it's not something that is in their area of expertise or understanding and unless, I guess, they go out to learn something, would that be a way? Maybe there's a community center, I know, in the apartment complex in which she lives. And sometimes they have gatherings for seniors. Is that the kind of place where she'd learn this? She's not someone to read a book. She'll read things online when she discovers it. But finding things is still a little difficult for her. So how do we take a person like this, who, by the way, is a wonderful person, otherwise quite intelligent, very much aware of the things that are going on in the world, and we won't get into that. But the key here is that this technology thing is Klingon, as I said. Yes, it is Klingon. And let me answer your question, first of all. Uh, Group settings are great. Um, Anybody who is fortunate enough to live in an area that has a Mac user group, and uh, you you can find them there's there's lists of them and I can I can send that to you if you want to put up put something up post production, but because that's what they do that I, that's I've done I've taught those kind of classes myself for our Mac users group for I don't know maybe twelve years. The, the advantage to that the two advantages of using a Mac uh, users group to learn is one they're probably going to give you free lessons free group lessons which gives you contemporaries that you can interact with. Um, and, and, you know, generally you're going to feel more comfortable. The worst thing in the world for most older people is have to go to their kids to get help. Um, there's a number of reasons why that doesn't work well. But and the other reason for the Mac user group is you're suddenly going to be surrounded by people who've been using Macs for a long time and who have the attitude that sharing sharing is fun um, and they like to help people solve problems. It, it's a very... Um it's a very non-business-like environment that nevertheless accomplishes a great deal because everybody is interested in the same thing. And um, if you go to a two-hour training on something and your and your trainer gives you a handout that covers everything that you talked about, you've got something to take home and not necessarily read all at once. But it's like, now, what did she say to do if I lose my uh, ID? To my um, um, Apple, to my Apple, Apple, my Apple Store, Apple ID password. Um, what did she say to do about that? And you can go and you can look up that one thing, um, and then because you've been in the class, you will remember it. Hopefully, 
Well, here's one thing about that. Not all cities have Mac user groups anymore. You know, we have the Apple Store and we have the Apple Genius. And a lot of the user groups have come on hard times. I know that we used to have a pretty large Mac user group in Arizona, the AMUC, which was roughly around the Phoenix area. And right now their membership is really, really small. That's true. Um, our our user group has been in place for over 20 years, and we, we right now have about 100 and... I think we have 150 members, active members, um, and we have members from all over the world because they can tune into our website and get stuff that because you know they're not there at the meeting, um, and we're doing we're doing more technology uh, streaming and stuff like that so that we can really uh, you know meet the needs of everybody who maybe can't drive at night or. Um, uh, are just you know one reason or another can't make meetings but you're right there's not as many mac user groups um the one thing that i tell people when i teach a class the most useful tool that you have at your disposal is the uh, the uh, field where you would put in the url address uh, this is on my on max because you can go up there now and ask a question like um, how do I put in lines make the lines show when I'm doing a pages table and you'll get answers to that um, and you can usually through that resource solve a lot of problems for yourself now obviously the, the problem that your sister-in-law has or had um, can't be solved that way but once she does learn how to get back in and turn it on and turn it off it's something she won't forget and then she'll have more resources available to her the next time well i would like her to attend some kind of session like that if we can find a place unfortunately when the arizona mac user group holds a session it is not a place that's convenient for her to drive to uh, yeah, yeah, and that's one reason that we're you know trying to do some more streaming. But you know, Mac user groups are volunteer organizations, and um, we happen to have a great deal of money in our account, in our checking account, through some um, projects that we've done. But a lot of them don't have much money, and so you're you, you have to rely on the technology that people bring to, to the group in the first place. So we do have some people who know how to stream and you know we're working on that because you're right, there's fewer and fewer user groups. Um, the Sometimes, well, I better not say that because I can't speak for all the Apple stores. Um, it's difficult, They're, they are in a difficult position when they're first trying to learn. And I don't think that the Apple stores do the one-to-one -one training anymore like they did for a while. There's just too, too many people using Apple products for them to do that, as, as I understand it. But, you know, people, if you've never used a computer, one, one of the biggest problems that I find with older users, meaning people that are really over 55 or 60 and have never used one is that they're terrified of them and they're afraid they're going to break them um they 
don't know what they can try and, and their best solution to any problem is to turn the computer on and turn it back off again. I mean, turn it off and turn it back on again. Um, and that's frustrating. That, that's a frustrating way to solve problems. Um, that's one of the reasons that the Mac Observer asked me to start writing that column uh, 17 years ago because there was nothing out there that that made the assumption that you don't know what you're doing. And somebody needs to say step one, step two, step three, and what's going to happen if, with each of those steps. Um, and it's one of the reasons that I've enjoyed writing for, for TMO because I get to do that. Now, in looking over explaining to people how to do things on their Mac, what do you think are the most difficult problems, the things they chronically get wrong? Now, in my experience, and I used to do a level of training until the Apple store put me out of business with the <laughs> Apple Genius. I used yeah. to charge for it. You know, someone yeah. wanted me to come to their house, they'd pay me, yeah. which was a fair way to make a little bit of extra money. And Apple, of course, put the kibosh on that. Okay. Now, in my experience, even basic things about the Mac are confusing the people even after they've used it for many years. So you say finder. They don't know what the finder is. You say choose open from the file menu, the open save dialog. It's not always obvious to them. And when they open an app, they double click on it. They open a document. They find out wherever it is. They rummage through their files and folders and they double click on the document, even if the app is already open. Open save might as well be, again, Klingon or Greek or whatever <laughs> language they cannot understand. I will do want to tell you something you should understand. We have a special feature of the Tech Night Owl Live called Tech Night Owl Plus, where we give you the ad-free version of the show. And we are offering the Tech Night Owl Minute coming up for a low monthly, annual, five-year, even a lifetime subscription. It's Tech Night Owl Plus. Check it out at plus.technightowl.com, plus.technightowl.com. We have Nancy Gravely joining me. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Owl Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that too in Graphic Converter. Also print catalogs. Convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. 
That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-704-6182. A Place for Mom offers free one-on-one advice from local advisors and a personalized list of senior living communities you can visit. If you have questions about senior care for your mom or dad, there's a place for answers, a place for mom. Call A Place for Mom in the next 10 minutes to get your free ebook on financing senior care as well as free information on senior living communities in your area. Call 1-800-704-6182. That's 1-800-704-6182. Welcome back to the Tech Night Out Live where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. We have Nancy Gravely joining us. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. In our previous segment, I pointed to a couple of areas where people, even if they've used Macs or personal computers for a while, they still get it confused. The Finder, the Open Save dialog. Nancy Gravely, has that been your experience? Yes, yes, absolutely. And it goes back to this whole insecurity of why am I using this machine and what if I break it? The only solution that I've ever found that works for that kind of problem is, again, have something in writing with a picture with arrows pointing to it saying, that's what this is and and this is what that is, um, and keep this handy until you don't need it anymore. And the way you get that out to people is through, through something like the Mac Observer, or you just, people are welcome to contact me with, with I've got handouts and I'm talking about 20-page handouts with pictures and stuff like that that cover all kinds of areas that I routinely give out free to people at our Mac users group who come to training. I would make those available to anybody who asked for them or even you know, create something if somebody was really stymied. There, there's a, a woman in um, somewhere in Canada that contacts me Every once in a while, she is a widow. She's using a computer for the first time, and she runs into those exact kind of problems that you're talking about. One of the things, that I, I say this in humor, but God gave me children to fix my computers, but not to teach me how to use them, um, because it's hard for somebody who's used a computer their, almost their whole life to get down to the level that a beginner needs. You know, you sit in a room with beginners and you mention the mouse and everybody looks on the floor. Uh, I mean, that's, that's you know, a long-standing joke, but I've had it happen. So, you, you know, you, the people are coming from the north side trying to get through a brick wall to get to the south side, and they don't have a pickaxe or whatever it is to take to get through that wall. So it's just a matter of giving them the tools to give them ownership of their own computer. I might have to have you send me that leaflet to my sister-in-law, but hers is the iPad. Um, yeah, I've got some for the iOS devices, too. The last few training sessions that I've done have been for iOS devices, so uh, I'll be glad to send you whatever's current, because, as you know, things get out of date pretty fast. But, yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Um, 
because it's mostly if you think in the terms of tips meaning i need to do this one thing how do i do it that's the way it's going to read and uh it it, it literally walks you through step one step two it's one of the things i learned when all those years of working with people with developmental disabilities you got to start at step one and if half the class is already past step one they can just sit there until they get caught up to where they're on step four. It doesn't matter. You can't get started on anything if you don't know where to start. Now, looking at iOS gear, what do you think are the most common things that people get confused about? We think of iPhones. Well, it should be intuitive. We should understand this. Oh, yeah? (laughs) Yes. And... There's two groups of people that I'm familiar with. Ones who will use the iPhone and that's all. And ones who much prefer the iPad. And the second group is the largest. They, because the iPad does more for them as far, and it's easier to read if you're wearing bifocals um, or reading glasses or whatever. And it can be confusing, and it's different from using a Mac. So even somebody gives you an iPad, and you've been using a Mac for a year, they give you an iPad, and you, it's like you have to learn stuff all over again. So it's just, it's, and it's the very same principle. You have to, you have to know where to start to make it do what you want to do, and understand that everything that is that it, you don't have to know how to do everything that you can do on an iPad or a Mac. You only have to know how to do the things that you want to do because you can always expand. When I taught my, my when my father was alive and um, he was in his 80s and I taught him how to use a Mac, he only wanted to send email. He wanted to send email to all of his children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren. And he learned how to do that and he learned how to do it well and he was really happy with that. He wasn't interested in all the other stuff that you can do. He spent his spare, his spare time playing music. And uh, so he was really, really happy to be able to send email because he was from that age group, as, as many of us are, where long distance phone calls uh, were something that you only made if somebody was dying or uh, you know some catastrophe had happened because they were so expensive. So Yeah, we forget that. Yes. We think, you know, long distance calls, okay, maybe it's free, maybe it's two cents a minute. But it could be a dollar or two a minute to call somebody. So, for example, when I had a pen pal and I was living in New York and she was living in Alabama, I wanted to call her. I had to negotiate with my parents. Okay, you're willing to contribute $10 or $20 for a 10 or 20 minute call. And I had to watch every single minute. It's still kind of like that calling overseas, though the situation's better. It is better, and if you need, uh, you know, if you routinely call overseas, um, uh, my son-in-law is from England, and he just has extra thing on his uh, on his cell phone that he pays for for European coverage, and you know can call his folks whenever he wants to. But yeah, people, young people, it, young people are, only know what they know, and they don't know what it means to have a four a four party telephone line with one phone in the in the hall, and that every long distance call you make is going to, you know, cut into your budget a, a great deal. And even though that that fact changes, depending upon your age, you may not really buy into it. 
and I found that I would call my mother and you know I could keep her on the phone for maybe 45 seconds and then she'd, she'd want to hang up because it was costing me money and she could never comprehend that it wasn't that way anymore. But she, she was certainly capable of sitting down and learning how to use a computer um, once she understood that um, it wasn't going to cost her a bunch of money other than some kind of internet connection. It's, it's hard for younger people to know where older people are coming from. Or, and, and, you know, you can scoff and say, well, they should learn that phone calls don't cost anything anymore well maybe they can and maybe they can't um and that's not the issue the issue is where do i take them now from step zero to step three um and it takes it takes some understanding it takes some some teaching skills i think um to know you know know how to control a class and and um what people need to know and and have them leave the class or finish reading the the column and feel more empowered than when they started. Well, that's one way to do it. Now, one thing I had thought of doing was to get something like an iPad for dummies from Bob Levitis, who is a friend of the show, and I'm sure you know Bob. You're almost neighbors over there. Yes, yeah, he's a... He's a member of our Mac user group. Okay. There's some kind of, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, whooshing sound that's happening there. It might be part of our Skype connection because Skype does flaky things that, of course, require understanding of Klingon technology <laughs> to comprehend. So if you hear the noise, well, I don't know how to change it, get rid of it. Maybe E.T. is tapping this connection. That's it. That's the thing right there. E.T., is tapping the connection. Let me get back to that. I guess I should give her a copy of this book that Bob sent me, the iPad for Dummies. And it's not insulting to have a book like that. They used to have, I don't know if they have that series anymore, The Complete Idiot's Guide. Remember <laughs> yeah. those? Yes, I do. And I'm very familiar with Bob's books. And um, it certainly would be an assist for her if she knew what she was looking up. I mean, you've got to know what it is that you're trying to do to be able to go to the index and, you know, find that specific thing. So you need to have a little bit of ground knowledge before you start trying to use books. We've got Nancy Gravely. More to come with Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live. If your Mac has slowed down or isn't performing like it used to, there's a smart alternative to buying a new machine thanks to OWC. With easy do-it-yourself upgrades for every Mac, OWC has what you need to get the most from your computer. From memory and SSDs to ultra-fast external storage, take it from me. You'll discover all the ways you can upgrade your Mac today at MacSales.com. That's MacSales.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. 
Don't complain about your cable bill going up and up and up. Do something about it. Grab a pencil and jot down this special number. 1-855-905-MY-TV. The more cable TV rates go up, the better digital satellite TV looks. Say goodbye to the cable guy. And get more of your favorite channels in 100% digital quality for less money. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. Sign up for packages starting as low as $19.99 and there's no equipment to buy. You get free HD TV upgrade, a free DVR upgrade, and free professional installation. You control what you watch when you watch it. Record your favorite shows, pause and rewind live TV, even skip the commercials. Watch local channels too. At just $19.99, what are you waiting for? Pull out your major credit or debit card. Call 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. Say goodbye to the cable guy. Cut costs and get more. 1-855-905-MY-TV. 1-855-905-MY-TV. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us and advertise at GCNlive.com. And an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. Are you still looking for that one iodine that you can really trust? A medical doctor-endorsed product that is backed by honest research and true integrative science. Then search no further. Go to NutraMedical.com for Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutriodine, proven time and time again to be the very best iodine available for you. Nutriodine is the only Tesla-activated monatomic plasma iodine in the world. It optimizes mitochondrial function and generation of new mitochondria from totally neutral the venom from a desert recluse spider bite in Southern California to eliminating malaria parasites reported by medical missionaries in Central India. Dr. Bill's Nutriodine is simply the most powerful healing formula there is. Nutriodine clears the body of all known pathogens, restores it to an alkaline state, and even promotes stem cell regeneration. Order Dr. Bill's Nutriodine today at 888-212-8871 or visit us online at Nutramedical.com. My dad was 59 when he collapsed from a heart attack late last year. Just this past August was when we spread his ashes on the St. Croix River. I loved my dad, but boy was he stubborn. He hadn't been to the doctor in over 25 years. His excuse? He simply couldn't afford it. He wasn't a rich man by any means. At less than $107 per month, libertyoncall.org would have been the perfect alternative for my father. Don't wait. Go to libertyoncall.org right now for not just your sake, but for the sake of your loved ones. Again, that's libertyoncall.org. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. This is the Tech Night Out Live. I'm Gene Steinberg. Nancy Gravely is joining us for another three segments. We're talking about the basics, about teaching people who are not tech savvy how to understand technology. And one of the things you mentioned, well, of course, Bob Levitis, one of his dummies books might be suitable, but you got to know what to look up or sit down and just read the whole thing. 
And that might be difficult because these books are not necessarily written to be read from cover to cover. They're designed to be picked up in little bits, like you look for a chapter or a section on something you want to learn, and you read that. And then maybe later you go on to something else. Is that correct? Yes, I, that, I believe that that's absolutely correct. You look it up, you, you read it, you look it up what you're doing, and then you do it so that you have that skill now tucked back in a, a part of your brain. And you've always got the book or the written document to go back to, you know, reassess if you forget how to do it. I'm trying to think of a way to describe it. It's like somebody puts you in a car and you've never driven a car in your life. And, so, and you say to them, oh, it's easy. Just get started. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to do that. What, what, how do I make it go? It's that same kind of principle when you're dealing with technology with somebody who's never, ever used it. Let me tell you a quick funny story. When my um, older grandson was about eight and he had access to computers at school, he's in his uh, late 20s now, and he came over one day and he, he had this game that he wanted me to learn to play. And it was one of those games where you shoot asteroids out of the sky or something. Nothing that I would ever have voluntarily learned to play, but because he wanted me to, I learned it. And the next time I saw him, I said, Matthew, guess what? I got 125,000 points. And he literally patted me on top of the head and said, that's okay, Grandma, you'll learn how to play it soon. That's the difference between where we are as older users and the kids are who learn something new every day at school. They don't have to learn it all at once. Well, that was progress. Of course, it depends on what score is considered good. (laughs) Maybe it's 12 million or something. I don't know. You see, I don't play computer games. My son plays a few games, but he never really bothered to show me how to do it. Yeah, I don't play them either. Uh, for, for, for that very reason. <laughs> but obviously, 128,000 was not an acceptable score to an eight year old. Well, obviously not. Now, one thing I mentioned as an example of playing a game was during the previous segment we did with Kirk McElhern, where I was talking about iTunes. We talked about 15 years of iTunes and the fact that both Kirk and I knew the developer of iTunes who, of course, is someone who worked with Cassidy and Green and Sound Jam, the predecessor to iTunes, Jeffrey Robin. He's now a VP over at Apple. So he really traded up there for a really good deal. And in the old days, Jeff Robin was co-author of a game called Spaceways 2000. And my son liked the game. He was maybe 12, 13, 14 years of age. And he ran to difficulty. And he asked me what to do. Dad, what can I do? So I wrote to... Jeffrey Robin. And I said, can you help my son? He got on the phone and spent two hours with him on the game. You can't get that kind of service anymore. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, you can't. But speaking of games reminds me of something. I'm, I'm glad you said that. One of the easiest ways to just generally learn how to use a Mac or even, I think, an iOS device is to learn a game. And a game that is of interest and age-appropriate to the person that you're teaching. And the one that comes to mind is solitaire. Most older people know how to play solitaire. If you sit, sit somebody down and give them the basic skills to play that game, what's going to happen is that they're going to forget that they're supposed to be learning something and they're going to get into enjoying the game. And they may do nothing but play solitaire for a month 
until they're more comfortable and then they decide they want to do something different. But it's a really neat technique for helping somebody become unafraid of this vast technology um, because they already know how to play solitaire, right? I mean, there's 100 billion uh, versions of solitaire, but they already know how to play solitaire. So all they have to do is learn how to play it on the computer. And a lot of it's just going to include clicking the mouse, you know, making decisions. And all of a sudden they wake up and it's like, well, this is not so scary. This is kind of fun. What can I learn to do now? And I have seen that work over and over and over. Well, I understand here, I never was into solitaire. The only solitaire I remember was a Neil Sedaka song. (laughs) Well, in the days before TV, uh, and when people actually went outside in the evening and and their children played outside and they watched them play, uh, I can remember those days. Solitaire was uh, something that you could do by yourself and it didn't cost any money. Um, so a lot of a lot of older people learn how to play. They may not like solitaire. There may be, you know, some other game that they used to play as a younger person, and that, I, and that you probably can find a version of it now uh, in in the app store. Now, just to point out, solitaire was kind of a song about love lost. So the sense. lyrics would be something like this: "And solitaire is the only game in town, and every road that takes him takes him down." And by himself, it's easy to pretend he'll never love again. This is a traditional Tin Pan Alley song. Yeah. And Neil Sedak, of course, once worked at the Brill Building. This is near Broadway in New York City, where a lot of the famous songwriters of the 50s and 60s worked. Right. Like Carole King, like Neil Diamond, even before he became famous as a singer-songwriter. Right. So there you go. I used to study broadcasting very near there. Oh, okay. So that takes me back 150 years. You got to meet some of those people? I met one of the lead singers of The Tokens. They did The Lion Sleeps Tonight and songs oh, like that. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. was bringing his big, gigantic dog with him in the elevator. And I kind of looked at him kind of wary. And yeah. I was a, I'm a big guy. I'm 6'2". And I used to be a weightlifter, so I'm not husky or anything, but, you know, I thought I was reasonably well-built. I really worried about this dog, though. That's Uh, the one remembrance I have of (laughs) of meeting anybody at one of those buildings. And, of course, I'll show you how naive I was. Let's take back to there. I'll show you how naive I was. I worked at a country western radio station in tuscumbia alabama which you know probably where that is from from georgia so you have the quad cities sheffield tuscumbia muscle shoals florence and tuscumbia was right next to muscle shoals and during the time i was working there and in sheffield in radio some of the most famous music was being recorded in muscle shoals all right from yeah. Aretha Franklin, all those people. From wow. the studio run by Rick Hall. That wow. was going on there, and I was just an idiot kid. I didn't know about anything like that. And I wasn't aware of all that great music being recorded just a few miles away from where I was living and I was working. That's a story, and you can take it and do whatever you want with it. We have Nancy Gravely. That's aging me, folks. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you. 
Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. No other network provides the level of customer service we do. When it comes to radio advertising, we are your one-stop shop. And no matter how big or small your business is, we can help. Email us at advertise at GCNlive.com and an experienced advertising executive will help you take the first step towards driving more customers to your business or website. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. This is a healthcare alert from the Pain Relief Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You don't have to suffer any longer. You can immediately qualify for a pain relieving brace at little or no cost to you by calling our 24-7 Pain Relief Hotline at 866-389-0620. Delivery is free and all paperwork is handled for you. If you are on Medicare and have knee, back, shoulder, or ankle pain, don't wait. You can qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving brace at little or no cost by calling our 24-7 pain hotline now at 866-389-0620. Our representatives are standing by 24-7 to take your call and rush you your pain-relieving brace at little or no cost to you. Shipping is free and all paperwork is handled for you. Just call 866-389-0620. That's 866-389-0620. Again, 866-389-0620. Owe $10,000 or more to the IRS? Get on board with the tax admiral. Don't pick on the IRS alone. I'll cut penalties and reduce your overall tax bill. Sometimes I can even get it zeroed out completely. We're an A-rated company helping people clean up their mess with the IRS. If you owe $10,000 or more, then call the tax admiral. Call 800-287-7180. Again, that's 800-287-7180. 800-287-7180. Is negative content or comments on the web affecting your personal or professional reputation? Unfavorable comments, embarrassing pictures, videos, legal documents, and bad tweets can ruin your personal life, your career, or your business. It happens a lot, and it's just not fair. But what can you do? Reputation.com can protect your good name. Get a free consultation now at 800-831-0771. That's 800-831-0771. Call right now for a free expert reputation analysis. It's easy to squash the unfair attacks with our patented system, and the analysis is absolutely free. Make the best things about you jump out in searches. Protect your personal and professional reputation, your business, and your income. Get your free reputation analysis from reputation.com right now. Call 800-831-0771. 800-831-0771. 800-831-0771. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blocket Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. Blocketpocket.com offers quality American-made 
great options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockItPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockItPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. (laughs) Now, in terms of technology, Nancy Gravely... I don't know if I was always a super technical person, but yes, I was because I used to build radio kits when I was very young. And we had tube radios. And I'd assemble FM tuners and hi-fi amps for a friend of mine. He'd say, Gene, you know what? I'll give you one of my old pieces of equipment if you'd assemble this. I'm sitting there with a soldering gun and I'm building it. I'm spending 10, 15 hours. And I think, you know, if I counted how much I would have earned per hour doing that, I probably was ahead of the game. I think I did well. That's how I learned technology. I learned to type when I was 11. Of course, then we had really old-fashioned typewriters. Yeah. You know, I think it was even before that we were using an abacus to add. (laughs) So what we're doing here, of course, is talking about the things about technology that confound people, that get them really, really upset. And we have someone like, Nancy Gravely, who is here, and a lot of the functions she serves is to take people, especially people who did not grow up with the technology and the technological revolution, and show them how to use Macs, how to use these things. Now, does that extend also, Nancy, to just programming a DVR or something? No, no, that's another reason that God gave me children. I don't know how to do that stuff. I could learn because I've got enough background now that if I wanted to do it, I could learn. Uh, But with Apple TV, you know, you don't need to use a DVR. I try, if I'm going to teach somebody to do something, I stick to what I really, that I know I can really, really teach them and give them those skills, like as I said before, that gives them ownership of their computer. I wouldn't even begin to start teaching somebody how to program a VCR. I have a hard time with my cable my cable um, remote. <laughs> I was thinking more of a DVR. And even then, normally there's an option there. When you click OK on a show, there's something somewhere which says, do you want to record the series? Yes. And that's the secret. You've got to look for a DVR setting, record series. I'll give you a hint here, okay? Record series. But when you do, there are a couple of other things you should be aware of. And this is something the TV networks do. It's designed to screw you up and keep you from tuning into another station. And that is they'll start the show a minute early. Right. Or they'll end it a couple of minutes late. And most DVRs are too brain dead to figure this out. Most modern DVRs can record two or more shows at a time, some up to six shows. And if you got one of those DVRs, you set the thing to start the show a minute early. Okay? Right, right. A minute early. And then to end it a minute late. The reason is because you will miss the preview for the next episode. You will miss the beginning of the show. And there's a bunch that are really guilty of this. CBS is very, very irresponsible about this. So you get, you know, the top rated drama, NCIS, NCIS New Orleans, 
or even Supergirl, which won the People's Choice Award for Best New Drama. Always start 30 seconds to a minute early. Sometimes, you know, on a procedural show, that's important because in that 30 seconds or a minute, someone gets killed. Right. And the whole episode is about what happened in that first 30 seconds or a minute. That's right. But they pull this stunt where they start the show early and they end it late. Because this way, suddenly you're overlapping another show on another network. They have to be doing it for that reason. Yeah, it it has to be. NCIS is the most watched TV show in the world. And and then there's the the two spinoffs. And I love all three shows. And I don't have time to watch much TV, but I buy those on Apple on Apple TV because I'm not at home at night when they're shown. And I can remember vaguely having to deal with what you're talking about. At some point in time, I had a, a DVR and um, learned to do that. But it's easier. It's much easier with Apple TV. I'll tell you something else about NCIS. It's been on for 13 years. It is a spin-off, even though it's had two other spin-offs, NCIS New Orleans and NCIS Los Angeles, which stars, amongst other things, LL Cool J, the famous yeah. rap singer, and Robin from two yes. Batman films, Chris O'Donnell. Yes. And I yes. think they're both really good. And they yes. got George Clooney's cousin there. Yes. Okay? We know who that actor is. Yes. Okay. He's, and, of course, well, anyway. Now, since you're a fan of NCIS, Dinozo is leaving. Michael Weatherly will finish the season and then go off to do other things. This is his final season. And, of course, one of the stars of the show, if you really consider TV, you've been watching it for years, is a Scotsman, David McCallum, who plays Ducky, the medical examiner. Ilya Kuryakin on the original Man from U.N.C.L.E. Yes. Yes, A Scotsman with a Russian accent, then. Yes, Yes. One of the shows this season, they, they went back and did some stuff about when the when the character was young and they had him in one of those high turtleneck shirts that uh, he used to wear when he was on The Man from Uncle. And it was funny. But, oh, I really hate, you know, Michael and um, what's his name? The star. <laughs> Have, have been Mark famous. Harmon, the Mark star is Harmon. Mark Harmon. Right. Yes, yes. And they didn't want to, the producers did not want to uh, hire him in that role because they thought he was nothing but a pretty boy and they didn't think that he could that he could handle the role. Fortunately, somebody did a better job of making that decision. Uh, but they've been the two consistent uh, things. But you can't blame an actor, I guess, after playing a role for 13 years to want to move on. Uh, but I hate to hear that. They have to. I mean, obviously, some stars leave early, like one of the original players, Sasha Alexander, who now yes. plays on... She is Sophia Loren's daughter-in-law. About daughter-in-law, yeah. Did yes. you know she's that? On, right. Yeah, she's and on and she appeared in the first couple of years of NCIS, and she left. And maybe, you know, the series work is pretty hard. You're doing 23 episodes a season. You're working 18-hour days. And only the real big stars make really good money. Right. So someone like a, a middle-level player or a featured player, may not make that money. So she left the show. She's currently in Rizzolian Isles. Yes, I With like Angie Harmon, who you remember as an yes. assistant district attorney on Law & Order. I know about all this stuff. Yes. That will have its <laughs> final seventh season next year, starting this coming summer. Okay. It will have its final season. Now, that's another thing about TV series. How long do you keep the darn thing going before it jumps the shark, before right. it right. loses its creativity? So. Right. 
Brazilian Isles is going to end after seven years. But now you have NCIS, 13 years, now the top-rated TV drama all around the world, two spin-off series, both quite successful. Right. How long do you keep it going? And now one of the remaining four original players is going to leave the show. How do you handle that? And that's, you know, obviously something where the show so much wraps around these characters. Right. Now, if Abby leaves, well, that's it. It's over. If Abby leaves, the show's gone. Yeah. yeah. Now, I want to tell you something about Polly Perrett. She's a girl from New Orleans. She plays Abby Chuteau on the show. She studied criminology, and she has a master's degree in it. Really? Right. And she used to read these magazines and newspapers. But the real NCIS considers her a hero. You know, they consider her to be gold, a goddess, the real NCIS, because this show is making the real Naval Criminal Investigative Service something special. But right now, I mentioned NCIS being a spinoff of another series. Yes. And And what was that series? It was the Navy series where they were uh, Navy uh, prosecutors. um, Judge Advocate General Jag. Yes. Yes. And to point out, where was that inspired? Well, that came somewhat after this movie, A Few Good Men, with Tom Cruise and Jack Uh Nicholson, where, where it's based on an Aaron Sorkin play where we have members of the JAG Corps who solve a mystery. The murder of right. a Marine. We'll, right. have, we'll get into more pop culture a little bit for the rest of the show. I think it's fun. <laughs> we have Nancy Gravely. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Alive. Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats, I can't even list them. Download now to see if Graphic Converter is good for you, like one and a half million other users. Guess what? You could save money when you buy Graphic Converter. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL. Use the coupon code NIGHTOWL to get a special price for Graphic Converter. Go to LemkeSoft.com. That's L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. LemkeSoft.com. L-E-M-K-E-Soft.com. Water is the single most important thing your body needs, so you want to be sure it's the best for you and your family. Since 2005, thousands have depended on Berkey Purified Water. The Berkey Guy provides the lowest priced filtration systems in every size. For incredibly delicious water now and in an emergency, get to GoBerkey.com or call 877-886-3653. 877-886-3653. GoBerkey.com. 
hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. We use mobile devices right against our bodies every day, but growing scientific evidence has emerged showing serious health risks associated with exposure to EMF radiation emitted from these devices. The solution is Defender Shield, the most effective mobile radiation shielding ever developed. Defender Shield blocks virtually 100% of EMF radiation from cell phones, tablets, and laptops and starts at just $64.99. Buy now at DefenderShield.com. For 10% off, use promo code GCN. DefenderShield.com, the worldwide leader in mobile radiation shielding. Winter has just begun, and are you already tired of being cold? How would you like to never be cold again? This is Dale with Fortress Clothing, and I'm here to tell you, you will never be cold again with Fortress. If you're tired of freezing your butt off, elk hunting, sitting in a tree stand, deer hunting, winter camping, fishing, ice fishing, no longer fear the cold. If you snowmobile, ski, snowboard, get Fortress. Sledding with the kids, shoveling the walks, shopping, or if you or your spouse get cold feet at home, get Fortress. If you're stuck outside working in the cold or find yourself in an emergency situation, get our winter bug out bag and you will never be cold again. Fortress is the answer, so quit complaining and go to FortressClothing.com. It's a mid-layer garment that goes with anything you want to wear. Enter coupon code RADIO and get 20% off any item. Go now while we still have inventory. FortressClothing.com Why be held hostage by your wireless carrier for two years? What if you had no contract, no activation fees, no hidden costs, tracking, tracing, harvesting customer data, or draconian gimmicks? All on the nation's best 4G LTE network. Introducing PIX Wireless. Bring your phone and other qualifying devices to PIX and choose a plan starting at only $14 a month. Get connected now. Call or click 1-866-267-2056 or PIXWireless.com. Spelled P-I-X, Wireless.com. Pick PIX and get connected today. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Here on the Tech Night Owl live, Nancy Gravely's joining us. She writes for the Mac Observer and she helps people. Learn how to use their Macs, how to understand it, learn how to use their iPads or iPhones. And we're talking about pop culture, and I mentioned that, strangely enough, NCIS, the most popular TV drama in the world, was a spin-off of Jack, which was never quite as successful. Yeah. But it started out as an episode of that. And that's, of course, the dream of a TV franchise, where you have... A spin-off. They tried it with Criminal Minds once. Criminal Minds suspect behavior lasted one year. And now they're going to have a Criminal Minds episode that takes place overseas with Gary Sinise. Oh, well, that would be a good draw. And of course, with CSI, the last one is, the fourth one is CSI Cyber, which is about, of course, cybercrime. Right. Patricia Arquette who won an Oscar very shortly before this series went on. She's a star. 
And that's not doing so well, though. Because I work nights, um, I don't get to, you know, I haven't seen any of the the newer shows this season, unless I'm willing to pay for them on, on Apple TV. But the preview or whatever it was that I saw of that show, the first thing that I, that I felt about her character was that she was too abrasive. I grew up in the era where women didn't have management jobs and women were not in charge. And I broke a lot of those barriers. I was the first female superintendent of a state school for the mentally retarded in in this country. One thing I know is that being abrasive doesn't, whether you're a man or a woman, does not get the job done because people resent you. And that was my immediate impression of her when I saw her in, in the previews of that show. So that, you know, that made me that may be one reason. I don't know. I mean, Mark Harmon's character is grouchy, and uh, well, he's just he's he's grouchy. He's got a lot of lot of personal history, but you like him anyhow because when he needs to stand up for his people, he does, and people like to see that. I, it's I like very much that. that he regards his crew, his fellow yes. NCIS agents, as his family now one thing though they've loosened up the patricia arquette character she's become a mother hen oh that's good they have done that where where she takes this motherly interest and you know in terms of how they handle strong women probably because it's skews younger than what you would watch supergirl they've got Uh, calissa flockert who plays the boss of supergirl and her normal identity yeah okay She plays an abrasive boss, but as the series progresses, you see the softening where she becomes an alternate mother figure for Supergirl and her civilian identity. And she has personal problems that she has to deal with. In that way, they soften her character and show that her abrasive nature is more of a defense. So they're trying to give that character not just somebody who's just nasty and overbearing, but somebody who's really fundamentally very human but with you know a few problems and she uses this as a defense mechanism where she is abrasive with her employees because she wants them to excel yeah but i still i wish that they would not that they meaning the great universe of tv would not show women as being that way because in real life you're not going to be a success for very long you're not going to keep your staff very long in real life if you treat people like that um, when i was i lived in idaho for a while and i was a superintendent of uh, their only state school for the men retarded and the head of security who worked for me uh, rode a horse to work every day and on his vacations he hunted grizzly bears with a bow and arrow we didn't have a whole lot in common as you might imagine, this little, you know, Southern girl from from Texas. But by the time I left there, he would have done anything that I needed him to do and done it gladly because I listened to him. It's, you know, it's not a, it, it, doesn't, it just takes common sense to respect the people that work for you or that you work with and, and treat them with that respect. And if you have to admit you're wrong, you admit you're wrong. But, but that's just, you know, that's just my personal thing, because I, I grew, grew up in an era where, where I had a state, people who helped me get jobs in different states, tell me to my face that I could not expect the same salary as a man because um, they had to support their families. And I thought, you know, what am I? Am I top to liver or something here? I mean, it was a, it was the thing. I mean, when I was growing up, you were supposed to, if you were a girl, you could be a nurse. If you were a boy, you could be a doctor. 
and everybody had to learn to type because you could always get a job as a secretary. And fighting those battles and fighting them in a way that didn't you know, send all the men to the top of the trees was not always easy, but it was worth it. And today's young people don't think, it's just like we were talking about, about learning to use technology. Today's young people don't think anything about that because those battles have been fought and won for the most part. They don't think that a woman who's also an executive is something special. It's normal. Right, right, right. And that's the and battle. That is the battle, yes. And, and, it's, and it's a whole matter of respect, um, equal pay, respect. Um, uh, it, it's just, yeah, it, and some people still face, they still face those problems in different parts of the country. But as a general rule, nobody, I mean, it wouldn't be. When I became superintendent in, in Idaho, it made the news. Nowadays, nobody would even think twice about that. See, and that's good. And we talk about this when there's at least a 50% probability the next president of the United States will be a woman. That's right. Now, I realize we don't want to get into politics, and I realize there are some people who will think that will be the worst thing that can possibly happen. Uh, the same people who thought that about President Obama. Right. Know, and, and for, sure, but, you know, things change. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the younger generation, um, you know, I look at, at my, my youngest child who is in her you know, 30s or something, and I look at her group of friends and our, their group of friends, just uh, she and her husband, and they just don't care about the things that we, you know, I was taught, literally taught, um, prejudicial things about people of different races and different uh, economic groups and with different sexual orientation. I was taught to despise all of that. Well, today and, we do not see that. Kids do not see that. As long right. as their parents don't make them see it, that's it's right. not a problem. Hey, Nancy Gravely, this has been a lot of fun. Tell our listeners, please, how they can learn more about the things you do. Well, they can uh, follow me on the Map Observer. My column is called Computing with Bifocals, sort of a hint to let people know that it's written for the older generation. I also have a blog at um, on my personal website at nancycg.com. That's nancycg.com. I put tips up there again mostly for beginners if somebody has a problem and they think i might be able to help them would like to have one of the handouts i I do work full time now but i can always find time to send out something that i've already created and i'm more than happy to do that and my email address is for for something like that would be nancy at macobserver.com i'm here to help when i can i enjoy it my biggest thrill is seeing people's eyes light up when they learn how to do something. And once they've got that, it's, nobody can take it away from them and they can move on to something else. We have something else to tell you. You can find us on Twitter. Look for Tech Night Owl. We also have another radio show about weird stuff, UFOs, things that go bump in the night. And we have a fellow named Chris Rutkowski does a fabulous imitation, by the way, of Ming the Merciless from the Flash Gordon remake. Not the original, but the Flash Gordon remake. He does a great imitation. He's got a great radio voice. 
We also have another feature of the show we want you to check out. Please check out Tech Night Owl Plus. Go to plus.technightowl.com, P-L-U-S.technightowl.com. We offer the ad-free version of this show and the upcoming Tech Night Owl Minute for a low monthly annual five-year lifetime subscription rate, plus.technightowl.com. Nancy Gravely, thank you so much for joining us on the Tech Night Owl Live. It has been my pleasure. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.